the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome, everybody, to the Comedy Zone podcast for the week of April 7th. I'm your host, Jason Allen King. Thank you for dropping in. Uh, we have another great show for you this week. Um, I say that every week, but I, I mean it this week because we have a very special guest here. Uh, before we get to our special guest, we're coming uh, We're coming to you from the Advent co-working space in the Queen City Podcast Network. Uh, and I bring that up because the uh, owner-operator of the network and Balto Creative Media and longtime producer of this podcast, Brian Baltashevitz, as I call him the man behind the curtain, was named one of Charlotte's 40 over 40. Uh, he's a leader in the community. Congrats, Brian. Well-deserved, buddy. Uh, he's not here today. We have the very talented Jeremy producing with us today, but we wanted to send a shout-out to Brian because he's a fantastic guy. Uh, the work that he does for the network and so many projects that he champions around the city, including the Charlotte Shout that's currently going on. Uh, I swear he's he's like working 36 hours a day. He's a gem in Charlotte. We're happy that he's here representing Charlotte. Uh, congrats, Brian. Um, and as I, as I mentioned, uh, we've got a very special guest today, and I'm not going to waste any time. Our guest, she is super uh, talented. She's an amazing comedian, just a killer on stage. If you see her name on a poster or anything, go do that, sign in, whatever it is. Uh, and she's frankly one of the coolest people that I've ever met. I say that with a smile on my face, and in all honesty, she's a multifaceted performer. She's a dancer, radio show host, entertainment reporter, writer, spiritual advisor. The list is so long. She's performed with everyone across the country from Arsenio Hall to Jay Anthony Brown, to Huggy Lowdown from the Tom Joyner Morning Show, Tone X. Uh, she's just done it all. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Coco Fresh. Yeah, peace. I'm going to all the applause. God, I just love You make me sound so good. I'm like, damn, who is he talking about? <laughs> well, I didn't that's lie awesome. once, so that's all you. That's what you got going on. It's so glad. I'm, I'm psyched that you're here. This I'm so amazing. glad to see you, man. <laughs> you are like one of the, I just love working with you. You <laughs> are you. always one of the dopest to work with every time. That so. means it means a lot because when you're in the room, I feel like 30 to 40 percent cooler because <laughs> you, you are the And cool. I feel like that with you too. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so, crazy. This that's is crazy. good. But you have so much going on. Mm-hmm. And I know, and you're kind of in and out, and then I see you, and then you're doing this, and yeah. then I see you're in Atlanta or somewhere else doing mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the face you're making right now is like you're are you tired? <laughs> you're working a lot. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying good. to be still now. That's good. Well now Charlotte was not originally your your home. Are you from no, Charlotte? Born and raised. In Charlotte. No kid. Is yeah. that right? Oh, I thought mm-hmm. so. I I'm figured. the last Char- Charlottean left. Yeah, you're like you're a unicorn. Yeah, you- absolutely. <laughs> I remember this. Well, all of this was just woods. So this no is, kidding. Well, no, nah, I'm just as by Central <laughs> Avenue. This is always. I mean, this place has really changed because it used to be crackheads around here. Now yeah. it's so gentrified. This is beautiful. <laughs> now they all work here. Yeah, That's how. absolutely. That? I love, love it. Love it. <laughs> Now you didn't uh, you didn't just start as a as a comedian. Right? I think you had uh, 
Yeah, where, I've tell, had a tell me where'd you where'd you come from? What made it cocoa fresh? Is what I want. Well, you know what I well since I was little, I've always wanted to do stand up. Yeah, but yes, and we I came from a household that we the family would gather around watching like HBO stand up specials. Really? Yeah. So that's what I. You know, that's what I grew up with. Yeah. But of course, there's a stigma when you are a pretty girl mm-hmm. and you pretty people ain't funny. And so, and yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm vain. Some of I us know. have you know that what problem, I look Coco. Like. You right. and I, we have these problems. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I understand what you're saying. I'm sure yeah. that that comes with, a, with its own set of challenges. It does. Right? So, you yeah. know, it was just always be quiet. I was a dancer. So just be quiet, mm-hmm. be pretty or whatever. So, um... I started bar when I was waitressing and bartending. I used to be a waitress at the Comedy Zone. Oh wow! I didn't and know I was that whole, either. Yeah, way back wow, when it was okay. on Independence. Yeah, I was there waitressing. Wow. Nobody knew, so I was just always around, and I was like, God, I love to do this. And then it was just something like when I hit, it was like 2013, and I was like, I want to do it. I was working in radio at the time, mm-hmm. and I was bringing in comedians just to interview them, and then. Um, one comedian was just like Corey Holcomb. He was like, "You need oh, to do yeah. this." Yeah, Corey's he was fantastic. like, yeah. He said, "You got the face for it. People will yeah. do it just to see what you look, just to see you talk." And I was just like, "Oh, okay. I guess that's a compliment." <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So took the class at the comedy uh, comedy zone. Took the right. comedy class. They started me into hosting and stuff, and then the rest was just history. Yeah, it just re- took off. And yeah, you ran ran with it from I that point. I did. I like to find out the people who took the class. I didn't know because mm-hmm. I took the class as well, yes. which they don't do anymore. I don't know if you knew they that. They don't? No, they don't do the class anymore. Oh, man. That uh, class works. It, it does work. And there's mm-hmm. always this sort of mix of people who you know, would say, oh, you got to make your own steam and like go at it on mm-hmm. your own. And other people come at it from where we do, where it's show me a little bit what, about what yeah. we're talking about, and then I can- How do you write a joke? Yeah. Because I just didn't know. I, I I knew I could be funny and stuff, but yeah. I just didn't know how to set it up and stuff. So Well, the, the clearly the performer blood is in you. Right. I mean, just from the get-go, as you said, you know, as a dancer. And you, yeah. the jokes you have about you dancing and stuff are some of my favorites. <laughs> I, I won't go into them. So, if you, you know, if you're hearing what I'm saying, go see Coco. That's right. You got to come and, <laughs> and like, get the jokes. We got, you gotta, we're not giving it yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So 2013, you take the class. You start yeah. hosting. And then you just sort of run with it from there. Now, yeah. What uh, was there something? I mean, you, as a fan of comedy, was there someone that inspired you? I mean, did, are you? Did you at least initially model yourself after someone? Because you're, you're just super. And I, I know I keep going to this. You're super cool on stage. You're so relaxed. The Thank confidence you. is, is just a, you couldn't hide it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that come from somewhere? Or are you just do you like that style? I just like the style. I think it it, it just took me. It just took one day. I had just, I was doing comedy because I wasn't, when I started off, I wasn't like this. It was just like, I just want to say what's funny. Mm -hmm. And I think I got real frustrated. I was doing CNA work while I was doing comedy. And one day I just got so just like, oh, you know, forget all this. I'm just going to be me. And that day, it was like one of the best sets that I did that night. Really? And ever since then, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just be me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to just be myself. And so it was no one that I emulated behind. I always yeah. had, like you said, the, the entertainment background. So mm-hmm. that wasn't hard. It was just more of like picturing everybody in your living room. Right. And you just, 
And that's worked ever since. Right, right. I think there's the first couple years of, and you know, uh, different people will say different time frames of it's a learning how to be funny. Yeah. Right, at first, yeah. And then your character develops, and for mm-hmm. you, it sounds like you, the character became less of a character mm-hmm. and more about who you are. Because I can back that up and say you're very much the person on stage that you are. Yeah, on stage. yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, just you've got the words lined up to be, you know, for for those specific jokes, and mm-hmm. you're you're physical. Again, I bring up the dance and stuff. You yeah. got a lot of different sort of physical attributes to what yeah. you do. Uh, yeah, is that something that you that that was happening back then, or have you leaned more into that now as you do stand? As far as like the the movement, yeah, with your, it? yeah, your physicality of it, because because um, you're relaxed, but then there's times where you just you do something and it's sort of. Well, great. I think what it is, and my my boyfriend brought that up to me. He was like, he says, Courtney, your movement, um, your make people when you say it, they can see it, and it makes right. them like envision it better, more. So, yeah. I guess it's just something that I just use. It's a tool. That's it's a necessity to do. Right. right. You know. I know. I you have different things with with comedy, with the way you say something and whatnot. But I just feel like the movement just it it makes you understand the joke better. Yeah. yeah. I don't like to say stuff that make you think too hard. I just want you to. Right. I'm trying to give you an imagination, mm-hmm. and then if the movement just gives you some help with it. But yeah, I think I'd still do the movement with it. I. Mm-hmm. I Probably more movement than in the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love, I, it's I love more the, fun the too, dancing I think. with it. Yeah, I'm a dancer. I love yeah. the everything. Every right. uh, you gonna get a body move, a body roll. You gonna get something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one joke in particular. Now you do it, and I'm I'm not gonna remember what That's it okay. is. You were you were on you're on TV, and they, yeah, they, they, they that had, was when I was a stripper. I was yeah. talking about being a stripper. <laughs> what yeah. was the show though? I'm so sorry. It I'm was spending. the True TV uh, Laugh That's Mob it. Laugh Tracks. Yes, and you can look it up on HBO Max. And I don't know what episode. I don't even know what season it is. I think it's like <laughs> season two. But uh, they did a great job with like your performance is great. Oh, and then man. they had like the, the reenactment scene. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I was really so good. it was so cool that they found someone that that was similar to me and mm-hmm. her physique and everything. Yeah. I was very satisfied with it. But they could have had me do the acting part of it too. <laughs> Just saying. Well, because so. that's you. Yeah, I look like like I'm not. <laughs> I still look, you got it. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look over my shoulder, but you got it. That's okay. Got, <laughs> yeah, I look like the stripper I was back in the day. I, I don't know why they it's haters. That's, uh, that's really funny. Well, what a great opportunity. Good for you. I'm glad they did that. Uh, and it sounds so. Your comedy is really based on on you, who you are, um, your life, mm-hmm. and what you do, and 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 that is has grown into other things. Yeah. Um, now, is there anything that you you said you don't want people to think too hard about stuff. And, yeah. I, and I, is there anything you avoid talking about? You don't tackle necessarily those controversial topics or anything like that. I mean, you curse on I, stage. Yeah, but you're I do not curse. Like, you don't but I don't like as far as like politics and things yeah. like that. If it's, this is, the, okay, let me go back. <laughs> I think my whole thing about politics and, and current events, I have a whole, um, belief about that I feel like that the government and the powers that be they let us we see what they let us see okay so I don't believe everything that I see all the politics I don't believe so I'm not going to really go in with a a opinion because I just believe all of it is fake I feel I believe it's yeah so I don't heard any that's 
kind yeah, of awesome. Yeah, I think it's all. Yeah, I think it's just all like okay, we want we want society to go in this direction, so we're going to put this out there. So we right. want people to feel more emotional, feel more angry. So we're going to put this out there. So I just feel like it's all programming. Yeah, so you don't want to give that. Yeah, any, and any I don't. Air. Yeah, so right. I like talking about me because it's it's just easier, mm-hmm. and I feel like I want to be more relatable, and I'm not trying right. to cause any debates, and I can't fight you know and <laughs> I don't want my boyfriend getting up on stage fighting somebody for me it's just too right, much right. So I'll just that, talk about now me. that's some current events right there right uh, absolutely yeah 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 do you do you have any thoughts on that that you want to share and we don't have to talk about any of that as, stuff uh, as far as I was just thinking of Will the Will Smith slap oh thing, yeah just a, I, like I said programming <laughs> I, I think it's a, <laughs> I love it I think it's okay first of all let's 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 go from the beginning alright first of all Will was laughing at the joke in the beginning. Yeah, I think then so. Then Jada, I don't know what, everybody say Jada gave him that look. And then I'm like, we don't know what happened. It could have been a little voice, a little somebody that said, all right, go up there and hit him. He probably was just like, oh, snap, okay, let me flip. Mm-hmm. Then he, okay, so then you go up on stage and you about to slap Chris. You put your hands behind your back while a man is walking up to you about, he, uh-oh, and then you put your hands behind your back. Okay, so that's some BS. And then my thing is what, like, the Oscar has no security, like nothing right. at all. Nobody could have cut in. And then so then the slap went down, which looked like a damn um, uh, action hero move. They were very big movements. Yes, I, that was like, I I've never seen nobody slap nobody like that. <laughs> Never. That's awesome. That was some Mortal Kombat type of <laughs> stuff you saw in video games. Then he did that, and then he turned around and walked back. No, the people that consoled Will were like uh, celebrities, like yeah. Tyler Perry and all of these Denzel Washington. Right. No regular ass security person or no <laughs> staff staff member came up and said. Yo, what's up? So it's just like, come on, man. And then with the whole thing with Jada, like, if your man is going up there, you, I'm not going to let my baby go up there who could possibly get arrested or whatever, because we are at the Oscars. You're not yeah. saying no, baby, whore, nothing. He comes back, sit down. She don't even give him a high five or nothing like that. Right. She trying to, like, leans in from what they show. It's just all so... BS. Now, if we're going back, <laughs> let's say I believed it. Let's say right? that this was real. Okay. Okay. First of all, the joke wasn't even that hard for somebody to go and get up and slap somebody. It, it didn't seem that way to me. No. And then Jada looked beautiful. I love the ball hat. She looked great. That dress was Went on for days. Like she looked fantastic, beautiful. Couldn't agree more. Right, and then so it's like GI Jane. Like it's I could see if he said like a sorry movie, but GI Jane was like a dope ass movie. And then Demi Moore, she looked great in it. More at her peak. Okay, (laughs) so it wasn't a diss. I'm like, come on, Jada. Like really. So all right, let's. And then okay, so that's bullshit. (laughs) So then another thing is. If it was that serious, if it was serious, let's say Jada really was hurt. I can't really be mad at Will because if it was my, like, I got a missing side tooth. And if somebody's up on stage (laughs) picking at my side tooth, I know my man going to be like, hey, 
I was gonna make me feel like, ooh. And even if he went up there and punched out somebody for talking about my men's society, I'd be like, oh my God, I love him. <laughs> uh, so I get that aspect of it right. too. So it's just so so many levels of I'm feeling some some different emotions with it. I yeah. do feel sorry for Chris Rock because it's like, sure. even if it was fake, it's like, damn, you had to play that role. Right. Like, you can't even hit him back. They just, you had to get the punk hit. But then at the same time, his tickets went up to $300 yeah. a ticket after the next show. So, shit, he, he went in. Right. So, it's yeah. just all, again, they let us see what they want us to see. Mm-hmm. And then the backlash of it that kind of pissed me off is like, and I'm sure you've heard this, is like, why do we have to be compared to, well, what would a white person, or if it was a white person, oh, or wow. what makes white people the level of um, this is what we compare ourselves to? Yeah, right. Why Why is white the standard? Yes, I've heard that before. absolutely. Why it's like, yeah. why is that? Yeah. Like, okay, because, and, and it is some truth to it. If it was too white, man, we probably would never saw it. We probably, I think, mm. we probably would have never saw that again if it was real. Yeah. And then Well, I, I think actually that's true, right? Because I read some yeah. stories about John Wayne and those people uh-huh. about the Native American woman who, they had that protest yeah. in the 80s, I think it was, where they, apparently they, they had to restrain John Wayne. They didn't show that. Wow. Because he was, he was really like against that. And again, I'm ba- basing those comments off of what I heard about a story. So I don't right. I can't, you know, so take that with a grain of salt. Right. But, but you, you bring up the point that's really interesting. And, I, I hadn't mm-hmm. heard too many of those comparisons, but that uh, again, doesn't have. mean anything. And if you're and hearing it, then that's. And, this, and the, the, the thing about all of this is there was a big call for African Americans to boycott Oscars and that we weren't involved. Well, over the last few years, I think it's yes. kind of been like that. So yeah. now the Oscars is all that the black community is talking about now. Right. So congratulations, Oscars. You got us back. You got our attention back. Yeah. So not saying that we're going to tune in next year and look for another slap or see what they're going to do, yeah. but we're talking about it again. So people are looking into it and getting background. They're back Back in the light with yeah. the black community. So congratulations, Oscars! You did, <laughs> you did <laughs> that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have to say that was a that was a really interesting, comprehensive look at all the the uh, what yeah. what do they call those movies where you look at it from all the perspectives. Uh, not Rashomon. Is it Rashomon? I think mm, it actually is. I it, don't know. It's where they tell the story from all the, So you've kind of covered I, I found it very fascinating. It, uh, yeah. W- you, we had some folks on who were a little more aggressive about their their take on things. Uh-huh. And and, uh, and there's a lot of emotions and stuff behind nah, it. Nah, so you got to look at the bigger thoughts, picture. Yeah. You got to look at the bigger picture of everything. And that's, and I think I've learned to do that because of me and my spirituality. Mm-hmm. Everything is about what is the big picture. So, you know, you got to be crazy to think that, you know, stuff is just coincidental, especially when there's programming and there's direction. And basically yeah. they let us see what they Camera want angles. To see. There's a director yeah. who's directing the whole thing. Well, listen, that's a great time for us to take a break because I want to talk about sort of other directions that your career has gone. Like okay. I said, you're a multifaceted performer. And uh, uh, one of the things we'll talk about as we go into break is that you the, the freshtarot.com is your website yeah. uh, f- where you can access a, a spiritual advising and psychic readings from Absolutely. Coco Fresh. That's right. So, uh, and also uh, as we uh, head into the break here at the Comedy Zone, Friday and Saturday night, you can catch Nephew Tommy. And there is Ooh. a Saturday matinee with Pinky Patel. As always, go to cltcomedyzone.com for a full schedule. And we'll be right back with Coco Fresh. 
Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comedy Zone podcast. We're having a great conversation with the very funny and talented Coco Fresh. Uh, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having, having me. Having a good time. Now, we were talking about, you know, stand-up, in which we could talk for hours about yeah. your stand-up and just comedy in general. Uh, but like I said, you're you're multifaceted. You have more than, than one sort of interest and, mm -hmm. and talent. Uh, so you've gotten into, I don't know when this started, but you, you're into spiritual advising. Yeah, I'm a spiritual advisor. Yeah. Now, I've been, I started, well, I started with like meditating with my daddy when I was little. Really? So okay. meditation and understanding about people crossing over, that started at a very young age. I say probably about seven, eight years old. Okay. So, and then my parents always had me reading the horoscopes. So it was, yeah, it was getting to a point to where I was in middle school. And if I had a bad day, I would read the horoscopes for that day. I based no it on, I'm, oh, okay, with the moon. Since <laughs> you know, yeah. So. But I, but I love that. It gave, it gave a little bit of sort of context to, yeah, your, to your day and to yeah, your life. That's it cool. did. Yeah. So then in 97, I got my first deck of tarot cards. They were angel cards. And then from then, I was just always reading, reading tarot. And then in 2019, that's when it was just like, okay, Courtney, well, you need to try to help other people with this. Wow, okay. So it started with donations. And then my dad crossed over in 2019. I'm so sorry. I, thank you. That's okay. I gained a, a strong spirit guide. Oh, so when he crossed over, he hopped on my back. He has my back. And now yeah. he just guides me. And my readings got stronger. And then it just got into, okay, Courtney, like, you know, well, Courtney's my, some of y'all ain't Coco. I'm <laughs> Courtney, you know, my legal name. But it was just like, okay, Courtney, well, um, I'm a you're a light worker, so I really stepped into what I'm here to do, and uh, actually, comedians are light workers. We're mm -hmm. here. To, our our purpose here is to heal people through laughter. So you're here yeah. to help humanity. Most of our purposes, most of us are here for that. So it's like, okay, you're in a light worker, step into it, that's who you are. And then I got hired by Cal I auditioned for California Psychics. They hired me. Really? Mm hmm So I work for California Psychics. Well, can and I can I, I jump in before? Yeah, you? go ahead. So some of the terminology that I'm I'm just not familiar with. You yeah. said angel cards and mm -hmm. then light workers. Can yes. you kind of break those two things down? Because I'm not okay. that familiar. Okay, so angel cards are there are two types of cards. There are tarot cards which mm -hmm. is connected to like meanings with numbers and uh it goes back into way back in in the I don't want to say centuries ago Probably, where yeah, was it was developed to. and people had meanings behind of it uh, uh eight numbers uh symbolism all of that Oracle is more of um, like angel cards are cards that are more of it has a message, messages on them. That's not really connected to tarot, a direct okay. meaning. It's like you take a card and you just whatever your intuition tells you that means it connects to that card. Gotcha, okay. So with angels, uh, there's 
Angels does the different archangels and you, let's say like Archangel Michael is coming through and then whatever he uh, represents, you connect it to whatever the question that you're asking. You're like, oh, okay, well, this is the message from Archangel Michael. So it's not so much of with the symbolism, with the tarot, where there's like strategic meanings, it's like mm. you take whatever you feel. Got it. So I got my first cards were oracle cards, which were angel oracle cards. So okay. that's what that. Gotcha. Okay. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Thank saying you. it the I, best way I can. No, no, no. It's it's making much more sense to me. I, I just hadn't heard the term yeah. before. Okay, that's that's wonderful. Now, light workers are people that basically light is represents like illumination. Okay. You bring people to wake up. You bring people to the light. So there's a belief that God has sent people here to help humanity. And helping wow. humanity does not necessarily have to be like from a spiritual realm. It could be from a physical. You may have people that like to save people's lives or like to like my my boyfriend's a light worker. He was a firefighter and now wow. he he's very therapeutic, loves to help people in any way that he can. But um, you've got people that are here to just basically help humanity. God sent right. them here. And uh, th- you'll know you're a light worker if you always have this yearning to help people. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about money. And the thing about it, too, is light workers are taken care of by uh, by God. So you may find yourself in strenuous situations, but you always be like, okay, you, you'll be okay. You always yeah. end up okay. That's a big thing with light workers. Interesting. So a lot of comedians, people that are in this to make people laugh are light workers. Wow. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That's that's a beautiful take. Thank so you. so you you said you had to went through an organization in California that you yeah, got accepted? The California Psychics. Okay. There you see them on TV, the commercials. CaliforniaPsychics.com. Wow. I'm on there. My name is Snapdragon. I don't know why they call me Snapdragon, but I just went with it. <laughs> you went so with it. I'm Snapdragon on there. All right. And then I'm also on Keen.com, and I'm under the name The Fresh Tarot. And then I have my own, um, where people want to just come to me directly, TheFreshTarot.com. Wow. That's so, and it, and it's yeah. been a, a, a beneficial, I'm sure, financially and spiritually it is. for you. And you know what? This is out of all the, and I've had a lot of jobs, mm-hmm. but this right here is taking very good care of me. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's when I'm like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. God is like, I'm going to let you go through all of this bullshit so you'll know, but then I'm putting you through all of this so now you can- Yeah. Help other people. Well, because you helped people before, even. Yeah, before, I was a counselor. You were a counselor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Substance yeah. abuse counselor. So this is not a, a, a you know, an unbelievable story no, that you would sort of, not. you know, weave I went your way to, through life like this. I went to college for recreational therapy. Then uh, I dropped out and then I was just like, oh, okay, well, something pulled me into substance abuse, went into that. And I was just like, oh, it ain't just substance abuse. It's just people. Mm-hmm. And it was just turning spirit. Spiritual when I would be in, I was I used to work in detox, and it would just always turn spiritual. And I'm just like, you know, it, it's a bigger, bigger, it's something bigger. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. So you probably get people all over the country, all over the I world do. reaching out. I get people from England. Um, I get a lot of people from uh, the Middle East, no Middle Eastern countries, and yeah, I get everybody. That is amazing. Thank good, you. good for you. I'm I'm so thrilled it. for your success. Now let me ask this: Do you ever mix them up? Are you ever funny on there? Oh 
absolutely. You try to bring some humor to, to that always, spiritual. My, but the thing about it is, it just comes naturally. I don't even yeah. be trying to be funny. They right. just bust out laughing on stuff that I say. Ah, oh, that's awesome. So I've been doing comedy, and it's just like. I guess the comedy just come over onto the phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they just love, they, some of them just call just to have somebody to talk to. You think so? Yeah. But I bring uh-huh. the spirituality on stage too now. Yeah? Yeah. I read people in the crowd. No kidding. I mm-hmm. haven't seen that. Yeah. And I always oh, get man. people in the crowd that got some kind of rash and they think it's more. <laughs> I'd be like, it ain't nothing but a rash. <laughs> <laughs> just, just relax. <laughs> oh, that's good. Change your life. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. That's really, that's really funny. I uh, uh, I usually ask people about pet peeves in comedy and stuff. Yeah. You, is there a pet peeve in what you do in terms of spiritual advising or comedy that you would? Okay. Actually, I'm glad you said that. Right. The pet peeve that I have in comedy <laughs> is when like it has to do with the staff. Okay. Like the DJ. Yeah. If you are a DJ, just DJ, don't be trying to put your little, <laughs> you know, sound effects in my, in my, unless I give you direction, don't put your sound effects in my set. Yes. If I mention uh, artists, like I always, I do this thing, I talk about Luther Vandross. I don't need you to drop no songs by Luther Vandross <laughs> behind me. You messing up the vibe. Yes, totally. You're heckling. Yeah, I don't need you to scratch (laughs) in the middle of my set. Just play the damn music. I got this. Oh, that's so funny. That's one thing. See, this is why I ask, because sometimes I hear stuff. I Because I have seen this happen before. Yes, I hate that. And you can see the headliner going, what are you, what you doing? What are you doing? Why? I you didn't need to get paid extra. Why? <laughs> no one's here to hear you. No. no. one's here that. No. Oh, that's and then on the spiritual side, yeah. I ha- it gets on my nerves when, especially with the women, they feel like two weeks later, I'm going to give them a different answer about this guy. That is, it's like, dude, he don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come back How to How does James please. feel about me? <laughs> I have some that call me like twice a day thinking that James going to change his mind by the end of the day. Oh, James. James don't a- like you at 9 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. He don't still don't want you at 5. Oh. He still. <laughs> but they still be calling. They're just, they're holding on tight. Yeah. They are. And they just psychic bounce. They just, okay, well, I don't like what she said. I'm going to somebody else. Really? Yeah. That's um, amazing. Right. So I just waste your money. Quit wasting your money. Just go with your. I always say, those of you that decide to reach out to spiritual advisors, I like to talk to at least two at a time. I'll talk to one and then I compare her answer to another one. And if you got two that's saying the same thing, then that's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then if you got two that's saying two totally different things, then you just go with what you feel in your gut. Right. But that's really interesting because that suggests then, too, that you feel like there is some. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's not uh, um, a laser laser focused no. answer. It's a Mm-mm. it's to do with more with yeah. sensing things and some yeah. feeling. Because some people will pick up the past, mm-hmm. some people will pick up the future, and some people pick up the now. Wow. And okay. yeah, so what I do is I tell you what you already know. I tell you what you already know, so I'm just giving you confirmation. Mm-hmm. So I help people realize that they know the answer already. I'm just giving you, I'm helping you piece your puzzle together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, see, this man don't want you. He does A, B, and C. They be like, yeah, he do do A, B, and C. <laughs> okay, so what does A, B, and C equals D? And you don't want, D don't want you. <laughs> yeah, 
you're right. And then I just tell them, like, you know, you need to learn to listen to your own intuition. You don't need me. My whole goal is to eventually help people learn to listen to themselves. Mm -hmm. They have the answers within themselves. Right. So that makes perfect sense to me. Sometimes it's hard to come to terms with the the things we already know. Yeah. Sometimes we need somebody else to tell us. Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. Kind of yeah. knocked me out right there. All right. Yeah. Thefreshtarot.com. All right. I'm going to start Absolutely. checking that out. <laughs> Come on through. Come on, Jess. Uh, that's you. wonderful. Give us your social so people can find you out there. Is that okay. so, if you want to. I yeah, want to yeah. Answer. Just, okay. I need Instagram followers because they ain't booking me unless I got Instagram followers. So the, what is it? Coco Fresh Comedy and Tarot. It's long as hell, but you'll see me. <laughs> okay. I'll be, I'm the only one with that. Coco Fresh Comedy and Tarot on Instagram. I don't need no Facebook friends. I don't need that. I need Instagram people. I do Instagram. And also um, go to my website, thefreshtarot.com. There you go. Now, I also like to get um, any any uh, comics out there. We'll shift back to comedy or or actually uh, tarot as well. Mm-hmm. Who who should we be? Uh, who are we sleeping on right now? Who who are the people that who are those comics who are like, boy, they, they need to get a little more attention. They Listen, don't. I'm talking about Charlotte comedians right yes. now. So I need for y'all to pay attention to Ray Money. Yes. I need y'all to pay attention to Tyrone Burstyn. Yes. I need y'all to pay attention to Amston Hughes. I need y'all to pay attention to Deacon Dean. Clyde, uh, cousin Clyde. Clyde, We got some funny, funny, and then Ryan Davis is back in the Queen City. So, yeah, we the crew is back. Is coming back together. The funny, the funny, funnies. Jason is here. Like I'm telling y'all, we coming back. I feel like I kind of those those are the folks who were here when I got into it. That's right. Ray Money, friend of the show, Tyler Burson. I got to have him on here. I don't think I I don't think since I've been hosting, I don't think I've had him on. Oh, you got. Uh, And Amston Hughes is just. Just, oh, he's, he's he's a star. A People just don't, don't know the name yet. Absolutely. Deacon, I mean Deacon yep. Dean is as, he's as bad yep. as they come. So. Absolutely. And of course Ryan Davis is is one of my favorites. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and, and talking you. about all this. I, I I wish you so much success in comedy, of course, and also uh, tarot. You really sound like you are are just. Very spiritual and comforting, and it's really fun to talk Thank to you. you. Jason. And you're even cooler now. You are cool. Than I thought you were before. And I'm just amazing. so proud of you too. I've been watching you, Thanks and I'm like, Jason much. is doing everything. <laughs> so I, I love this. I've always been a fan of yours. Oh. And, you know. Well, you're the best. I can't wait you. to see you on stage again. I, yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen you, so I can't wait. Hopefully, okay. do you have any shows coming up that we? That, um, no, not right now. I got some at High Point, but they ain't sent me my deposit yet, so yeah. I don't okay. know if I'm gonna <laughs> do that show. I'm just waiting on my money. I love it. You are business too. Uh, <laughs> she is so funny and she's just a wonderful person. Please go see Coco Fresh wherever you see her name. Go and do that thing. Thank uh, you. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for coming in and it's wet out there. So just be be safe going yes, home. Sir. Tonight, all right. All right, everybody. Thanks, Jeremy, for being here. One more time for uh, Brian Baltashevitz. Uh, congrats, buddy. And thanks for listening to the Comedy Zone podcast. I'm Jason Allen King. Be funny, be safe, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>